Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. It is the box score breakdown today, Tuesday, the 22nd of December, 2020. It's opening night. We've got to be excited for that. Better late than never. Better late than never for us. A little bit late, but hey, we're getting there. We're going to break down the opening two games. We've got a special guest. I'm Scotty. We are the box score breakdown presented by Hootball or uh, a Hootball presentation, as Dan likes to say. Uh, My guest. You can find him on Twitter at Mr. Jolly of Sydney, my guest, my co-host. God, I'm already taking over the show. Mr. J, hi. Uh, mate, jeez, <laughs> you put me in a bad mood right off the bat. Now I'm going to come after you. Not just, <laughs> not just in the fantasy leagues where I'm kicking your ass. <laughs> Look, it's funny because our guest is... Also, our boss today, and I was a little bit disappointed that I wasn't there to say, hey, look, you need to keep me employed after uh, me missing yesterday. Sick to advise. How was the big guy, the guy we call the godfather, Aaron Bruski? Mate, it's a top interview, and it's uh, you've. We probably should not take too long and just crack into that because it's uh, he's he's a, he's not really a man of few words. I did manage to uh, jump in in a few places, uh, but God, it's just. Uh, yeah, he's a walking, talking encyclopedia of fantasy basketball and basketball in general. So uh, that will be a great prelude to the box score we'll do at the end. But not just that. Uh, when I was interviewing, it was the middle of the games today, so the first game. So we got to halfway through the uh, first game, which was basically over, wasn't it? So we pretty <laughs> much do, did have a chance to run through some of the key bits there. So, yeah, it's good stuff, really good stuff. All right, so well, let's get into it, Mr. J, Aaron Bruski. The godfather himself of Hootball. Uh, check it out. We'll see you on the other side. Well, welcome to the box score breakdown, breakdown Aaron Bruski. We've been calling you the godfather. Uh, we're referring to Dan as the podfather of Hootball. It is fantastic to have you here. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Because I don't want to get it wrong. And secondly, um, is it true that like uh, Virgil from uh, The Usual Suspects, you walk with a limp? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, you know, we used to call Pete D'Alessandro, former uh, uh, general manager of the Kings, that guy. Um, but I'll take it because he's mis- he's he's mysterious, right? And he, and he runs the show, so I guess that's me. Uh, yeah, no, I uh, I started in sports like man, I, I want to say in like 2000, um, maybe even like a little bit uh, before that, but never anything serious. I, I started a couple websites. I sort of bounced around the industry a little bit. And um, then I, I got serious in, in sort of the business world, came back to sports in 2007 and, and started working with NBC. And I uh, worked over at Roto World and, and sort of kind of rose up the ranks there running the fantasy basketball division. And then I actually did some reporting on, on the Kings for uh, Pro Basketball Talk. 
So uh, that brought me to starting up HoopBall. And uh, that was kind of seeing what we've kind of seen now where the move to premium, you, you, see, you see companies like The Athletic, um, you know, our company, other companies in different spaces. You saw this great sort of opening to be able to create high quality content. People are willing to pay for it. You know, and, and I wanted to sort of migrate away from legacy systems that you would see at companies that are really driven by a TV model. You know, a lot of the, the sites that are out there are, are designed to support TV. So uh, all that came together. And, and about five years ago, we started HoopBall. Uh, this year's been wild. We've, we've had just an incredible amount of growth, interest. Uh, I mean, like I was doing this show, the box score breakdown, like three years ago. And, and you're doing it so much better than I used to do it, by the way. <laughs> you're, you're way too kind. You're way too kind. <laughs> no, because I was, ex I mean, like seriously, like we're doing 5 million things and I would get on at the end of the night and I'm like 11 games. I'm going to go through every single one of them and I would just go through them. Right. And I was exhausted because, you know, running an entire company. In fact, I used to do all the blurbs here and like pretty much all the writing in the very beginning. And uh, slowly we just added people. Actually, not even slowly. We just kept adding people. It wasn't even slow. Um, now we're over a hundred people, you know, contributors deep. Yeah, uh, it, it's just wild. So that's a little bit on me. I, I mean, probably you, didn't cover it all, but it's pretty hard to cover it all. And we, you've got uh, a kid, and just like me, I have two. But our your latest, your kid and my latest kid would be going to school in the same year. Uh, mine is called D'Angelo. It wasn't as bad at Bad enough uh, being born in 2020. I gave him that gunner nickname. Um, what about you? Have you uh, taken a risky name with your child? And are you worried about how they're going to turn out being born in 2020? You know, Skyler is already dunking. So <laughs> I, I kind of think a name Skyler Brewski, you know, is skying in for the dunk. Like, I think that's good. So I'll take that. Um, I, I, we might move out to Australia. So I don't know. That was because it, it getting crazy here in that, the states. So maybe would, they will go to school together. That would be awesome to have Skylar Bruski and D'Angelo Jolly in the backcourt together. I'm, uh, hopefully, uh, <laughs> your kid can play a bit of defense because I'm not sure mine will. <laughs> well, that, that would be that would be my kid's style. He'll only be able to play defense. He won't be able to shoot. So yeah, great pairing. That'd be a good pairing. Um, so I just did a tweet this morning. Let's just jump into picking your brain about stuff and, uh, we'll try and have a bit of fun as well. So I posted up on my tweet, which is, uh, my Twitter, which is Mr. Jolly of Sydney, of course, uh, a photograph of my shopping list, a screenshot, which had vegetables It had nappies times two. And at the bottom I had uh, circled in red trade for Rashawn. Homes. Um, <laughs> now, uh, we're going to talk a little bit later about fixing mistakes that you make. Are you a Rashawn Holmes fan in a few sentences? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Do you not know the answer to that question? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to give away the Brewski 150 here. Uh, well, well, so, okay, if you don't know, which would be hilarious, I got to add. So, like, I was like the Rashawn Holmes guy on the internet for three years, at least three years. And, uh, to, to the point where, like, when he got uh, picked up in free agency in Sacramento, I had already told them. I said, look, you guys are stupid if you're not going for this guy. And, you know, he, he you could 
make make all this headway as a team and and you know he's a top seven or eight center in the league I, I threw it all out there and then they went and got him like the internet in sacramento exploded because they thought it would never happen because they never do anything i say in fact they do the opposite of what i say all the time and so they picked him up and sacramento just went whoa is brewski like you know feeding them information like how did how did they figure out rashawn holmes in Sacramento. And then of course he went on and he had his big year. Cause of course he did. He's Rashawn Holmes. And, uh, you know, it's really weird because I don't have him on a single team this year. And, and why is that? Do you think it's because people who are, you're playing with, uh, listen to, uh, your ideas, listen to Dan's ideas and people with, with, as we say in Australia, people with half a brain or more. You know, here's the problem. I've, I've, like I mentioned to you before the show, I've covered the Kings for about I don't know, seven or eight years now. And they never, ever do anything right. Like ever. So like when Rashawn was not even really slated to be in the rotation, they, they thought Dwayne Dedman would be the guy. I, I, I knew, I just knew in the instinctually he would beat Dedman out and then he would force his way onto the floor and he would be good. This year they bring in Hassan Whiteside. Still don't know why they did that. Um, it feels like they're going to mess this up. Like, like they've, they kind of have always resisted playing him. And now they got a guy in, in Hassan Whiteside who's going to do a couple things, like block a couple shots, you know, probably have a couple good interior plays every game. And I think it's going to cut into his minutes a little bit. And I also think that during the trade shuffle, whenever they go, go to the trade deadline and how they go about doing this, they could send him to like the worst place he could ever want to go to. <laughs> like it, it's really, and I guess to, to long story short with this, I'm just, I think I got PTSD from the Kings. Like that's the only thing. Cause otherwise he looks great in the preseason. He's doing great. He's probably going to outplay, you know, um, Hassan Whiteside minutes wise. I, I, everything looked great. I, I'm, I'm, I literally did not make this move aside from the fact that there are a lot of people that were falling to me in, in the spots mm -hmm. that, that Holmes was getting drafted, like top 50 guys that I just couldn't pass up. There was that thing sort of nagging me in the background is, are the Kings going to screw this up? Mm. And that ties in, doesn't it, to this idea of uh, like when you're drafting, trying to get a balance between drafting guys who are on, who are elite on really good teams or good teams that are going to make, you know, the bottom of the playoffs versus bad teams who might be out of contention. You, you don't want too many guys on bad teams who might be rested if they have niggly injuries because they're not competing for anything. That's the worry about Holmes, isn't it? I've got him in a few places. If the Kings are out of contention and he's got a bit of a niggle, they're not going to push his minutes, are they? They, they, they are tanking this season and... They're, they're, they're actually probably going to do things like play Nemanja Bialica, play Corey Joseph. Uh, these guys are just not good at all. But they were Vladi's guys, and, and they were also Luke Walton's guys. Those two guys came to an agreement and, and picked those two players to really represent that team and to, to be the guys that they were going to go to war with. And Walton has basically a half season to coach you know, for his job this year. So he's going with the guys he's always believed in. And that further pushes Holmes out. And, and the, the talk about him as far as, you know, trade goes is it's almost like a foregone conclusion that they want to trade him. And so all that uncertainty is, is just not sitting well with me. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like if they start tanking, 
you know, and it's a good draft class from what I hear. I'm not a draft expert, but everybody thinks this is the year um, to wait for. Then, yeah, you can see him get a, you know, shoulder thing like he got last year or just some sort of weird thing. And then they say, oh, yeah, we're going to sit you for three weeks. Mm. And, and yeah, so a few different reasons there. You, you brought up a good name for my first uh, pot hit with you, though. There you go. Sean. This, this guy, he's been Mr. Hoopball for three years. I wanted, and, to, I wanted to play dumb a little bit there because uh, just, just see if I could get you wound <laughs> up. Like, who's this guy in Australia doesn't even know who I like? <laughs> Dan, that is, you know, it was funny. You, you did get me a tiny bit there. I, I, I knew you knew, but I didn't know you knew. <laughs> you know Scott, Scott, shout out to Scott, uh, Scotty Harlander, who's uh, done the first the, Last show, I he always it. he says to me, Aaron, if you're not smiling when you're doing this pod, then piss off and get someone else to do it. <laughs> so I you know, Dan had nothing but the best things to say about you guys, and I and I think I, I understand why. Right now, speaking of the best things, look, let's see, let's see how uh, if you're smarter than a fourth grader or smarter than a. <laughs> you got three, I, let me get the under on that. If you've got uh, three quarters of a brain or more, as we say in Sydney. I'm going to read some numbers to you and say these are the same person I drafted in five of my 18 leagues. I'll tell you the number they were drafted and see if you can guess who it is. 17, 22, 27, 30, and 35. And if I said I'm a risk-taking man, who is that? (laughs) You know, hey, that's got to be Kyrie Irving. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah that is Kyrie Irving now what about if I read some more numbers to you and said in halftime today which you've probably been watching he has 24 points nine for 13 from the field four for seven from deep two for two from the foul line three rebounds one assist uh and he hasn't got a steal or a block yet but he has been getting them uh <laughs> that is he's on he's on target for a 50 bomb you you had to see this coming though, right? Like national game, they've been taking a lot of crap. Him and Katie doing their 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 live shows together, which is kind of sneaky good. In a, like I know they were they were hamming it up for the camera, so I mean that's a level of cohesion that we haven't seen out of kind of either guy, really. You know, with their teammates. So I'm, when they put this team together, I thought it's it, this is one of those things. It's almost so crazy it could work, and. Uh, yeah, man, I, I like they're gonna they, they, a loose Warriors squad with you know no real defense on the floor. Watching right now as a back cut, Joe Harris gets to the cup. I mean, it's just been like this all game long, and Kyrie wants to show out. Like this is good. You should sell him right now. I say here's a good question. Give me some names who you would take back for Kyrie. Like if I could get end of first round up to mid second round value, would I? Would you sell? I, I would. I mean, he, he's so injury prone. And I, I mean, I think this is the year that he performs really, really well. Like, I wouldn't have shied away from Kyrie if he was what fell to me in that range of the draft. Now, I, I, there's almost always going to be a player or two that goes in front of Kyrie for me because I've always got somebody that, you know, ranked higher that, that, that folks aren't really thinking about. But, like, they redshirted him, so to speak, last year for this season. You don't, like come into this season after doing that and say, ah, I'm just going to, you know, not play as much, or I'm going to let the little injuries get me down. The only thing you're worried about this year for him is the big injury and some weird thing. Like he wants to go off and, you know, become an artist, you know, like he's like, (laughs) I don't need basketball anymore. (laughs) Change change his name to the sage, the sage formerly known as uh, Kyrie Irving. How uh, wild was that, man? That was 
that was awesome. I know some of the, the he, like I think you need narratives, don't you? You need you need narratives. You need fun. You need villains. I mean, most of us, in, in including ironically, a lot of my mates from the northeast of uh, the U the US. I've got a lot of mates from Boston. I'm stumbling to say it because when I think about these guys, so many things come into my mind. I've got heaps of mates who are Boston fans, or they live in New York and they're Boston fans, or they're New England fans, and they're absolute. They're almost, I was going to say a really bad word, they're, um, they're a-holes, you know. <laughs> they're like my great mates, but they're absolute a-holes, and they hate Kyrie Irving. But I, but you know what? Deep down, these are guys who grew up watching WWF and WWE. They love a good villain. Why do they hate Kyrie so much? I don't get it. We, we need people you know like why? that. Because he wasn't fun in Boston. Yeah, that's true. He's fun now. I mean, yeah. you go to Boston and you throw the sage out there and, like, you're just this weird cat that believes the earth is flat. I mean, that's cool. Mm. I, I, it's it's a weird I it's like I kind of dig it with Kyrie and I almost wonder like should he really lean into it and get even more weird because it'll probably help his game the problem is he didn't he didn't play did he it's like it's like Rodman people put up with Rodman's crazy antics but he was still dragging down 15 18 boards a night and blocking shots and playing for those teams where he turned up with crazy a crazy look right so he's loved where he played as opposed to Kyrie hated. That's the problem. Mm. Yeah. Cause, he, cause he, he hasn't, I mean, what's weird. We were going to say this about a guy who was like, he hasn't won, but he went into game seven yeah. with Cleveland and put together one of the best performances in NBA history mm. in that game. That's, that's the type of stuff that you talk about glowingly. Um, but pro- other than that, you take that away and it's been a lot of losing. So I, I, I want them to add Harden, man. Yeah. <laughs> Just throw them together. Let's get weird. Um, it would be but, amazing. Uh, yeah, you're in, a, you're in a decent spot there. I would say, though, to answer your question, that if I do get a bona fide top 15 guy that's got no risks, I'm going to make that move. Mm. So, for example, if I could get Paul George, do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's that's a that's probably the toughest one right there because I don't think a lot of people agree that he's a top 15 guy. I do. I think he's a, not like right on the, the dot 15. Um, but the, uh, you know, he's got issues of his own, but he also has a lot to prove this year. There's a lot of guys that, that are in that bucket. We'll add Pascal Siakam to that bucket mm-hmm. that got embarrassed in some way, shape or form. And this is the year that they're going to come back and perform. Yeah. It's an interesting one. I chose him on purpose because they're obviously easier ones. I mean, if I could get Trey young or somebody a bit earlier, uh, that, that maybe is occasionally going at the end of the first, I would do it. I, if I could get uh, – and the, uh, I would do it, but the other person probably doesn't do it. Whereas PG, I've got him in a couple of drafts at 17 or 18 even or 19. So there's he's someone that I could definitely get back. You, you, I could see that trade like popping in your inbox right now. <laughs> there you but go. the other ones – the other ones, no. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what about other guys today? So Kevin Durant, of course, so far he has 12 points, three rebounds, one assist, one steal, uh, one for one from deep, uh, five for 11 from the field, and he, he's 100% from the foul line on one for one. Uh, he's another person. I've, I think I've just got two of him. The Achilles scared me off a bit more, and there were other people. Ironically, more people willing to take a risk on a man coming back from Achilles than on Kyrie. And that, yeah, and... I think that's the high-end gear of, of Durant's fantasy game kicking in. And also, you know, I guess some, you know, the, the way that obviously Kevin Durant's better than, than Kyrie, but he's been portrayed as a winner 
you know, as, as a finals MVP, even though he didn't deserve it. Um, he's got that, that pedigree. So I think I, when I saw KD for his first preseason game, I said, okay, we got to bump this guy up because he, he was getting after it physically in a way. Like, I think it, we're, we're already seeing a little bit of this, but we're going to see stories of like the, the Achilles injury is not the death knell that it used to be. And he, he got in there first preseason game. And he was initiating contact aggressively against bigger players and the kind of stuff that people who are scared about injuries that they don't do. So that told me he's ready. And I almost think he's ready to the extent that the back-to-back thing might not be as big a deal as it might have seemed heading into the season. So, it, you know, he, he went, I thought, in the right spot in drafts. Like right around, like early, we was going in like eight nine and then uh a little bit more conservatively he was going at like 13 14 mm. and, and i think that's the right kind of place for him now uh what about well let's hit one more name on the brooklyn nets side how about karis lavert he uh, was explosive in the first half and looks like um if i go for a first game overreaction potentially a six man of the year uh contestant if he keeps this up well i mean if he is still on the team and I kind of think that Dinwiddie's the guy that might get shuttled off because he's got a friendly contract. But uh, if he stays, yeah, he's going to be at least in contention. And and he puts up the kinds of numbers that that voters really value, the points, the rebounds, the assists. Um, and I love the kid. He's so talented, and he's got such a great head on his shoulders. Like, everybody in the league raves about him. So if anybody can pull it off, it's him. The one thing I think that that might hold him back is his role won't be the same every night. They will have, you know, they got their four scorers. Three of them will be good. One of them will not be good. Chances are it's not going to be Kevin Durant or Kyrie. And that will oscillate between Dinwiddie and Levert. That might keep his numbers down. And you could see somebody like Lou Williams or, you know, insert Montrez Harrell. I mean, he's going to be rejuvenated this year and they're going to give him a ton of run Mm. in LA you know, trying to keep the big guys fresh. So, yeah, I'll take it, but I don't know that it's a favorite at this point. Now, before we look at the Golden State Warriors side of things, I want to talk about something which is the bruise letter. And again, instead of me doing a clumsy read and just begging people, demanding people (laughs) and telling people they're absolutely insane for not having it, why should people subscribe to the bruise letter? Ah, time to sell myself. Uh, It's... So, you know, when you look for analysis, like, you know, when I would write at Roto World, you know, we, we would write, I would write these big 10,000 word articles. My, my editors would hate them, you know, because they said they were too long. And then we asked everybody who said, hey, do you guys like them? They said, yeah, please, more. So uh, when I decided to start writing again here, because there's so many things I got to do here for the site, um, basically, I was like, I want to do it like I did it before. And the, the reason is, is because, you know, we're competitively playing this game, you know, and say you got 11 games on a, on a whatever night, the, the chessboard changed for all 11 games, you know, for all 11 teams or 22 teams, or maybe even the entire league when you consider off day news. So this newsletter, it hits every team. It hits um, basically general NBA stuff. I, I cover the Kings. I, I put my Kings coverage in there this last year. Uh, I'll probably lighten that up a little bit this year even had a section on like life and stuff. I was feeling all like, got to talk about life. So I threw a section on that. 
Uh, so these things are topping off at about 8,000, 9,000 words. But if, if you were, if your interest was strictly fantasy sports, you could skip about the part about my life. You could skip the part about the NBA at large and you could just get right into fantasy stuff. And what we're going to do is we're just going to bring you up to a pro grade, you know, the things that you need to know that happened either in that, say the last 24 hours or even just broader, like, you know, what is the big pin, the pull out of each of these, these team situations. And I mean, if you're not picking up five to 10 new insights that you haven't got somewhere else, you know, in that newsletter, I'd be shocked because there's just so many words in it. So, uh, I, I, if I'm playing, I would want to read that. Um, I know I'm talking about myself, but I've done this with other, um, experts in the past, like football, Evan Silva, uh, Adam Levitan over at establish the run. Like those guys were my Bible. You know, I would read that, take that all in, read about the matchups and I would go and win all my fantasy football leagues, even though I was not, you know, really as engaged in fantasy football as I was previously. So whether you are engaged or you just want to augment what you're already doing there, um, you know, it's free and it's literally the only place that I write. So if, if you want my insights in a written form, I'll be doing lots of pod work and things like that this year. But um, it's just a down and dirty thing where we just figure everything out. It's really great stuff. And it is a, a good long read in, in an era where it's sometimes hard to find a good long read. And you can find that at bit.ly slash bruiseletter, B-R-E-W-S, letter 2021. That's bit.ly slash bruiseletter 2021. Aaron Bruski, straight to your inbox. That will be one to enjoy. Let's have a look at the Golden State Warriors side of things. It's not quite as impressive, is it, so far, uh, with the exception of Steph Curry, 16 points, five assists, one steal, uh, two for seven from deep, six for 15. Uh, one of the things we were looking at with Steph Curry was just is his field goal percentage going to drop off a little bit without his partner in crime, the other splash brother around to attract some of the defense? Yeah, it's a concern. Um, but, you know, I, I think this team, once they kind of figure out, uh, you know, the Ubre Wiggins thing is going to be weird because, you know, both players are so limited in uh, what they do. Wiggins, though, I thought he had a good, good preseason. I thought he played some aggressive, decisive basketball. So that's a good sign because his game has generally been a little bit um, – it's lacked versatility. Uh, but they've got to figure out how to play this motion offense with the split cuts and, and a lot of the, the Draymond Green stuff. And, and Green is really the key. If, it's like if you wanted to measure Curry's field goal percentage, I think you would almost want to focus on Draymond Green. Is he shooting the basketball? Because if he's not shooting the basketball, he loses – X amount of units of efficiency, whether you're measuring it in field goal percentage or just overall offensive success for the team. Um, but he came into camp really thin. And I think this team is tired of not being on the championship level. I think that they realize that the clock is ticking fast in NBA years, that they don't necessarily need to win it all this year, or that they're not even thinking of that. That was poor phrasing on my part. They're not even thinking about that, but they need to make the playoffs and they need to overperform to continue sort of the tradition of the Golden State Warriors to be able to attract the free agents that they want to be able to attract and make the moves that they want to make in in the the new arena and and just with that organization pivoted the way that they have I mean they dumped a ton of money into that arena not to be eighth place uh, they, they did it to be champions so I think organizationally that they've they've really come into this season ready if Green comes in and he can run that offense 
and be a threat to drive and a threat to shoot, I think Curry's probably only going to have like a percent or two erosion from what you might expect with Clay Thompson in there. Now, if if that doesn't happen or they suffer like more than one major injury, then I think you start to see three, four percent, you know, sl- slips from Curry's field goal percentage, and then that, that takes away from that upside where he's literally the only player in the league that can compete with James Harden. Like, I don't even think Kevin Durant can do it in terms of that gear that you've never seen before. Mm-hmm. The year that, that Steph really put the, the half-court shot into fashion, he shot, I forget what percentage, but it was absurd. And he was by and far, nobody was even close to him in fantasy leagues. He's got that gear. Um, if he can pull all that together, he'll be in that neighborhood, but um, not not if Draymond's not playing well. Mm. Now, Kelly Oubre's having a bit of a stinker. He's somebody I'm we might talk about the next time you come on Wiggins, those guys, those wing guys are interesting, but what about James Wiseman getting the start today? He has seven points, four rebounds, two steals in the first half, three for five from the field. Uh, People who grabbed him in the 70 or 80 or 90 range might be feeling quite pleased with themselves. Yeah, I think they should feel okay. Like I, I I think like, he looks a little deer's in headlights, the deer in headlightish, uh, right now, which is to be expected. His first NBA game, no preseason, no summer league. I mean, the fact that he's even functional out there is actually a little bit of a miracle. Uh, but yeah, no, they they've committed to him. They're gonna start him. They, I think they're probably gonna ha- handle him at about twenty five minutes a game. And then from there, it's just about can he get timing. And what you'll see, I think, is probably at about the two- to three-week mark, he will start to have games where he is is one of the most successful players on the court because the defense is selling out on Steph and they're selling out on these other guys, and then he's the guy that gets the easy shots as a result of it. And then those guys that picked them up at 70 and 80 will feel better. But otherwise, if you're looking at the production, if you're going to you know the fantasy pass and you're looking at – what are the ranks for the year? I think he's going to be a little under. And, you know, that's okay. Because as long as he doesn't get hurt, you know, I think that number 70 pick is going to return about top 80 to 100 value, sort of at a minimum. Mm. So, yeah, it's you feel good, but maybe get, get those engines ready for about three to four weeks from now. And I was going to ask you about Marquise Chris, but instead of doing that, uh, because time's a bit tight, we're getting towards the end of the interview now. Uh, I've already kept you for longer than I promised. Why don't we talk about the Fantasy Pass and the Discord? I was saying to you before we started recording that it is amazing. I've never been happy to have my phone blowing up with notifications that I am right now because I I don't have to follow everything that's going on because I can have a look at those notifications about, uh, you know, who's going off, uh, people asking questions about who they should start or sit other kinds of things. Tell us a little bit about uh, the Fantasy Pass and also about the Discord and why it is so good. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, so the crazy part is, like, I'm not even a Discord guy yet. Like, I've got the account, but I haven't even looked at it, right? And it's just we got so many things going on here. Um, All I hear is greatness, and what it seems to me that it it is, it's like Twitter, but really hyper-focused on everything we want to talk about, not everything everybody else wants to talk about. And... To your point about like comp- competitive advantage, like you're gonna get in that thing and you're gonna know everything way before your competition does, and you're getting your information from the best fantasy players in the industry. So I- I'm excited about just that one little piece, and I think we really underpriced our product, 
and I can't tell you that it's going to last forever because it won't. And uh, get it while it's good, you know. Get it, get it while it's really nice and cheap. It's uh, one of the best deals that you're going to get in fantasy, and that's just one little aspect of it. The Fantasy Pass has a comprehensive, um, basically pregame, at during the game, after the game, um, look back stuff where where we're not just living in the moment. We're going to take a look in, and look at different segments weekly, monthly, and. Uh, then tools. We have tools that are not just the tools we have right now, but the stuff that's behind the curtain that is under development and testing that I'm extremely excited about. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That I'll probably be talking about in an hour here when we do our tech team meeting. It's um, something new every, de- every day, every week. Uh, so get in there. Get, get, get covered up. And, uh, man, especially if you're doing DFS, uh, the, those guys are just rocking. And... Uh, you know what they're charging elsewhere in the industry is it's a uh, it's a lot more than what we're charging right now. If you can't tell, I'm a little upset about what we're charging. <laughs> there you go. Well, that's a good sign when when a business person is is upset because their price is too low. That's the best time to jump in and get yeah, involved. Yeah, ask Dan about that. We have this conversation every day. I'm like, we're too cheap. <laughs> bump <laughs> it up. Go. Bump it up. So before D'Angelo busts down my door, young D'Angelo wants to go and uh, slam dunk on a few two feet rings. I've got a very three very quick hits for you. One, um, I'm currently already planning f- to fix a few drafts that I did not do with the Brewski 150. I decided to test myself out. You know, I didn't use the projections or the roto balance on a few drafts, and a couple of them turned out pretty badly. So, what are your tips for people about when they start trying to fix a draft that doesn't look that good? Man, you got to do it early and often, and and that's the toughest part is you get attached to a pick, and and then you want to see it through, and then something happens, and you're like, oh, just do it a little bit longer, and you go through. It's I mean, fantasy is really about knowing when to cut bait with your bad decisions, and I mean that happens to everybody. It's it's not just you. It's 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 me. I like have taught myself cut bait, cut bait, cut bait, and so you're really you're measuring that out. So I, I think you really want to look in the first three weeks of, of the season and, and, and recognize that what you're seeing, I mean, in week one, it could be an overreaction and week two, it could be an overreaction, but by week three, it's practically, there's like no chance that it's an overreaction. So you want to be aggressive on the waiver wire. If you have fab budgets, if you've got, you know, trades that you're considering, I mean, there's probably about 20 things each year that there's like no way you could even predict. Like it's just too weird. It's too off the wall and somebody got really good over the off season and nobody knew it. So just be, um, you know, it's obviously player specific, but like, you know, you just got to get in there. I think you got to cut bait with bad choices as early as possible. What about general tips for new players? I mentioned before we started recording about, Often there's a lot of year two players who segue over from points leagues into cats leagues. That's maybe, let's just keep it specific. And what's your advice to people that are playing cats leagues maybe for the first time? Yeah, um, you know, get good at um, 
measuring the categories, like the the steals and the blocks, you know, that's the first thing that comes to mind because they're, they're not really a factor in points leagues. So the, the, some people will overreact to that and they'll just sell out to get those things because they're like, I just got to have those things. I don't know about them and they seem important, so I'll go get them. And then the others are like, oh, I still think 30 points with nothing else is really great. And and they're slow on that side. So get good at measuring the categories. We have tools on the site to help you with that. But um, that's number one. And uh, then just category weights. like, And not the obvious ones. Like free throw percentage is obvious. Like, you know, a high volume bad free throw shooter is going to have way less value in a category league than in a points league. But field goal percentage, like knowing where you're getting your points from or is, are they good points or are they bad points is, is really what it boils down to. So look for efficiency in your players. And in, in when you see a stat line, that's really, really kind of small and muted, but those efficiencies are there. And, and the stats that we call money counting stats, the threes, the points and the, or probably the, the threes, the steals in the box, a really quiet line with those things there. That's probably where people are not looking to, to get that next pickup. Uh, yes, that is very good advice. And for more advice like this, don't forget to subscribe to the ultimate hoopball experience, uh, the 360, which is the fantasy pass, the DFS pass, the wager pass, all of that stuff together. If you don't do DFS um, and you're not a wager person, then you can get the fantasy pass as well. All of these things you can find at hoop-ball.com. It's been absolute joy to uh, do this with you, Mr. Brewski. And uh, I Will I be able to get you back on? Yeah, yeah. You you, you just hit me up, and uh, I'd love to come on with you guys. Like I said, I used to do the show, so I, I, I feel like you know a, a kins a kinship with it. I want to see it do really well. And and again, I, I I don't know. Dan's been talking to you guys like are the greatest thing since sliced bread. So this is the first time I've talked with you. So it's very nice to meet you, and uh, I'm just excited to see where you guys take this. Yeah, looking forward to it. Thanks for letting us hold the baby. And now you go off and take care of your baby, and I'll take care of mine. D'Angelo and Skylar in the backcourt, uh, rocking the courts of uh, inner Western it's Sydney. Tw- 2039 or whatever it is. <laughs> you go. We've got to get you out of here. <laughs> take, take care, Mr. Brewski. It's been fantastic. All right, guys. Good on you. MyBookie.ag, one of the reasons that we're live on your – well, not exactly live, pre-recorded on whatever it is that you're listening to us on – and they help us keep coming to you. And those guys, awesome to gamble. Have a flutter with. So now is the time to get some skin in the game with mybookie.ag, where odds boost, lightning deals, and free bets await all season long. And with the NFL playoffs right around the corner, we know who these teams are. We know what they're capable of. And it's not difficult to find some value in these lines. When air, Whether you're a first-time customer or been playing my bookie for years, there is no shortage of value to be found in the thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, and contests that they offer every week. Sign up or get reloaded today, find an edge, make your bet, and get paid. They also boast a fully-fledged casino platform, giving you access to classic table slots and card games you'd expect to find at your local spot. And the best part is at MyBookie, the doors never close, so you continue to build your bankroll even after the stadium lights have turned off. Make the right play and sign up to MyBookie today, and when you do, use the promo code HOOPBALL 
to get your deposit matched halfway all the way up to a thousand bucks. The terms are simple. You put in two hundred and they'll match it with another one hundred in your account. If you're already planning to bet this season, this is free betting money. It's winning season at my bookie. So come in and join the fun. Win some cash while you're at it. Mr. J mate, we are here at the box course. Finally tip off the first game. The dubs, the Warriors, they went to the Brooklyn Nets and got smashed 99 to 25. Well, where do we start here? They were very disappointing. They've thrown massive amounts of cash into their stadium, as Brewski mentioned. It wasn't a great start. It was a bit brutal, wasn't it? Yeah, probably the only good thing was that it wasn't in that stadium, (laughs) although even without fans, it uh, would have been a pretty brutal or tragic way to start the season. They have, like, you know, pumped into, like, going for it again this season, obviously, despite the injury to Clay with some of the moves they've made. And, yeah, very, very disappointing. I reckon they need Draymond Green in there firing to have a chance and shooting. Um, And this is what Brewski mentioned earlier in the show too, like shooting and actually hitting some threes and stuff because without Clay, it's pretty clear today. Steph had an amazing half. Uh, First half was brilliant, but that percentage is just down. And overall, yeah, very disappointing. So let's start with the Nets because the story of the day was very much Kyrie and KD blowing the dubs away pretty early. So let's start with Kyrie, 25 minutes, which might seem a little bit short, but I think they got the hook pretty early. 26 points, four rebounds, four assists, uh, 10 from 16 from the field. So that's 62.5%. Four from seven at 57% from deep. Two from two from the line. And a, and a plus 32, and then KD, 25 minutes, 22 points, five rebounds, three assists, three steals and a block, seven from 16 from the floor at 43.8%, one from two from deep, and seven from seven from the line for a plus 26. Let's start KD and Kyrie. I just want to read a quote for you. The box scores speak for themselves. This is all I've got to say. This is what... Kyrie Irving did today. They presented uh, Steve Nash with a game ball for his first winning game, and Kyrie said, this is the start of something new today. I'm grateful to have you as the head coach of our team, as our coach, and I would go to war for you any day, Steve Nash. <laughs> that, is <a> real, <laughs> that is a real quote from Steve Nash, uh, who said it was a good performance and the guys played hard. If Kyrie does this throughout the season, then those five Kyries have got return me first-round value, and I'll be very happy. But let's see. Here's a, a, a out of left field question: Steve Nash, coach of the year. Well, if they make to the, if, you know, if they finish in the top two in the Eastern Conference, why not? And as, and as for K, as for KD, that was again very, very positive. Let's let's see five or ten games, but but uh, it will be something we'll be following. And I've got to play you in our sleeper dynasty league, Dono, where you've got Harden, Kyrie. And KD, all in the one team. Yeah, well, that's the definition of win now, that team, isn't it? So good luck, mate. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Bastard. Yeah. Win now. Uh, Scotty will lose now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, look, who else are we going to have a look at? Um, DeAndre Jordan and Allen, uh, Jared Allen. So DeAndre Jordan today, 17 minutes, 4 points, 11 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal, 1 block, 2 from 3 from the floor, didn't attempt a shot, 
at de- from deep and missed his only two uh, shots from the line. Jared Allen, uh, 19 minutes, 8.7 rebounds, two assists, one steal, two blocks, two from three from the field, didn't try one from deep and four from five from the line. DeAndre looked a solid bet for, for relanders, but Allen, um, is he definitely a number two and is it close? It's not close at all. And, you know, he, he might end up on the waiver wire. He's a hold if you draft him and people spent probably pretty high draft capital. Even given the, the warnings, people are still drafting him 70 or 80 and 90. But if, I mean, we need to see a full game without garbage time to see how it goes. And DeAndre is obviously an injury risk, but, uh, it's pretty clear that it's not even close. And DeAndre was the better one to get, which and he's the one I have. I don't have any Jared Allen. And I even I even traded him away in Dynasty League for, uh, I think it was for Grant Williams from the Celtics. And people said, you're mad, but uh, I don't think I am. It's going to be a while before he has value unless DeAndre gets hurt. And DeAndre Jordan, not, as I said, solid bet for rebounds. But field goal percentage as well, as Dan said in his tweet storm uh, today at the end of the day. Uh, of course, you can see our pod father. He is the host of NBA Fantasy NBA Today. You can contact him on Twitter as well, at Dan Bespris, or uh, Google Dan from Hoopball. Anything else to say about uh, Jordan, Mr. J? Well, just like if he, he might be sitting on your waiver wire, depending on how competitive your league is, or, you know, if you've got him, then... Hold on to him and be happy, I think. You could consider at some point a sell high on him if you think that later in the season, Allen is going to take over. But uh, that's pretty doubtful, I reckon. Uh, Karis Levert, 20, almost 25 minutes, 20 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, 1 block, 6 from 17 at only 35% from the floor, 3 from 5 at 60% from deep, 5 from 6 from the line at a plus 18 Karis Levert, six man of the year, do you think? Mm, he'll also stink up your field goal percentage. He and Dinwiddie were both terrible last season, but uh, maybe he's a sell high or um, a hold and see guy, but sell high if you can. And speaking of Dinwiddie, a bit quiet today, uh, not, almost 20 minutes, nine points, five rebounds, four assists, two from six from the floor, one from three from deep, uh, 100% from the line though. Uh, look, he's going to have some quiet games, do you think? He will definitely have some quiet games. He'll be a very frustrating guy to own, and I don't own any of him. That's probably foolish because I should have got him as a handcuff for Kyrie. I might wait for him to get dropped to the waiver wire, and then I'll go and scoop him up for free. And Joe Harris, 20 minutes, 10 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 block, uh, 50% from the floor, 4 from 8. He got 2 from deep, though. Uh, Joe Harris, mate, hit threes. That's, that's pretty it. much the only reason you're going to have him, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. Like, move on. Um, if you get Joe Harris at the end or, or Seth Curry, those kind of guys, you want them to get threes for you got two. Beautiful. All right, let's go into the Golden State Warriors. You talked about Steph earlier. He didn't play much after halftime. That's probably because the game, uh, you know, got away from them. But Steph's line, 30 minutes, 20 points, four rebounds, 10 assists in a double-double, two steals. Uh, He got seven from 21 from the floor in a 33% clip, only two from 10 at 20% from deep. 
Mate, that was, that was a pretty bad, but that is Steph. Look, and and maybe his field goal percentage will drop a little, but let's look at Kelly Oubre instead, shall we? And Kelly Oubre at 25 minutes, 6.7 rebounds, two assists, one steal, two blocks, three out of 14 at 21% from the floor and zero from six from deep. Ooh, that's a bit terrible. Kelly Oubre, mate. Yeah, he smoked. He smoked your field goal percentage, and I have a couple of Kelly Oubre's. You know, I love my MacGyver guys. I love my my Oubre's and Morocco's and uh, the McCall Bridges. Those kind of guys, um, Marcus Smart, and uh, because they get those defensive uh, cats for you, and also normally they have pretty good field goal percentage. But Oubre is going to have higher volume, and that's something that I didn't factor in. I think where I took him in a couple of things that I had him as a plus on field goal percentage, but. With the extra usage um, and, you know, not playing with CP3, I don't know, maybe, maybe his field goal percentage drops off. That was brutal today. And I'm, I'm behind in a couple of uh, league, Roto League, uh, sorry, Cats Leagues, where he's just smoked my field goal percentage already. So we'll see how it goes. And James Wiseman, the number two selection rookie from this year, the big fellow was 24 minutes, 19.6 rebounds, two steals. He shot seven from 13 from the floor at 53%, one from one from deep, and four from eight from the line. Oh, mate, James Wiseman can't shoot three throws. Yeah, well, well, we'll need to see a little bit more. I mean, he's not the only big man in the NBA who can't shoot three throws. I don't think that's really a huge big deal. Look at Bam's three throws are terrible. Drummond's are terrible. This was a really good performance to start. He looked a little bit dear in the headlights, as Brewski said in the interview in the beginning, but... And he did cook in garbage time. But uh, if you drafted James Wiseman in rookie drafts or you picked him uh, for Dynasty or you picked him up towards the end of redraft, I reckon you're pretty happy based on what you saw today. And Andrew Wiggins, 31 minutes, 13 points, two rebounds, one assist, one block, four from 16 from the floor at 25%, two from six at 33% from deep and three from four from the line. He was bad. Can he be a part of winning basketball or winning fantasy basketball for that matter? Uh, no. And no. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Right. I mean, we basically probably saw his zenith. Like there was a period uh, in the beginning of last season uh, when Cat was out where he was just electric, amazing, and he was like top 20, top 30 value for that, that period. And then something happened. I think he had, someone passed away or something happened in his family, you know, RIP to whoever that person was, and he he was he didn't play some games because of grief leave. After he came back, he went back to being average again, and today just shows what he can do. He, he's he's going to have some absolute shocking games. He'll be really inconsistent, and he's probably going to be a frustrating own. And Eric Paschal, uh, twenty one minutes, six points, one rebound, one block. Two from six from the floor, one from one from deep, and one from two from the line. Any streaming value? Uh, and only until Draymond comes back, and then it's gone. All right, let's uh, have a quick chat about our friends at Manscape and listen up, fellas, because today we have a new Manscape product alert. Manscape just released the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. Take a look in the mirror; I guarantee you'll see hair sticking out of every hole. Not just those holes, but every hole. And it's time to keep your ear and nose hair looking as nice and clean as your pubic hair does, if you do that kind of thing. So Manscaped forever changing the grooming grain with their weed whacker. This nose and ear 
hair trimmer provides proprietary skin safe technology which helps prevent nicks snags and tugs in those delicate holes their premium manscaped weed whacker uses a 9000 rpm motor powered 360 degree rotary dual blade system it's intelligently contoured designs enhances the trimming experience and it's waterproof which makes for easy operation and cleaning the only nose hair trimmer on the market with a powerful and rechargeable lithium iron battery that lasts up to 90 minutes of use and if you're using 90 minutes in one go mr j you've got a nose even bigger than mine which is huge (laughs) have you ever pulled your nose hairs out with your fingers that i reckon that hurts worse than uh, nicking your balls so look do yourself a favor, get on there, Manscaped. You will get a replaceable blade every three months to keep everything enjoyable. It's time to upgrade your Manscaped routine to the Weed Whacker. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com. Thank you, Manscaped, for keeping our pubes trimmed and our hairs in our holes looking nice. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off. With free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code HOOPBALL20. What are you waiting for? Go and whack your weeds. Let's look at the second and final game for today. The Clippers got it over the Lakers like they did last year. 116 to 109. Mate, a bit of revenge though, even though the the Lakers kind of didn't really, you know, show much at the start of last season, but they kicked butt. At the end of the season, Clippers' revenge for, uh, you know, something that everyone thought they'd be a bit closer to ring last year? Yeah, well, I don't know. Probably it's not much revenge is at the first game of the season. But we did talk about when we had Brandon Marcus from the Clippers pod on about how uh, we this could be a big year for the Clippers. And you saw today that looked like they had a bit of a point to prove. I think we're going to talk about Lakers first, though, aren't we? Yeah, mate. So uh, LeBron James uh, and Anthony Davis, both good. Uh, minutes were down a little bit, only eight, 28 minutes for LBJ uh, after hurting his ankle. He's questionable for Dallas on Friday, though. So LeBron, 28 minutes, 22.5 rebounds, five assists, seven from 17 from the floor, three from eight from deep, and five from seven from the line. And then we have AD, the man, almost 31 minutes, 18.7 rebounds, two assists, eight from 15 from the floor, none from two from deep, and two from two from the line. Uh, what have you got to tell us about LBJ and AD, uh, Mr. J? Nothing except we just keep watching their minutes and watching their rest. They're they're both, you know, AD's top three and LeBron is first round value if they play enough. We just need to see. And Trez, Montrez Harrell, you've got him in a few points leagues, right, Mr. J? I do have him in a few points leagues. I wish I had him in a couple of Cats leagues today as well after the way he went off today. I think I got him in one Cats league. He's one of those guys that was like after all the premium centers and top mid-round guys were gone, like after Rashawn Holmes, he was the next good guy. You got sort of Stephen Adams and him. And I reckon if you took him instead of Stephen Adams, you might be feeling pretty good today. And Trez double-double today, 32 minutes, 17 points, 10 rebounds, three assists, one block, six from seven from the floor, didn't try one from deep and five from seven from the line. Mate. He, he looks like he's going to be decent value and worth maybe another crack at six-man of the year yet again on the Lakers. 
Yeah, we could be. And if he plays 32 minutes a night like he did tonight or when LeBron and uh, AD are out, I mean, in Roto, he's gonna he's probably going to push top 50 in Roto. And, you know, if you've got him in a head-to-head league and you just get lucky in the week, he's going to be a monster. Like, he 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 had, I had him in a points league last season and he was top 35 for the first half of the season. He, yeah. And a guy and a guy who I was a little bit concerned about moving to the Lakers, Dennis Schroeder. He did 27 minutes, 14 points, 12 rebounds, eight assists, five from 15 from the floor, two from five from deep, and two from four from the line. Dennis Schroeder was near a triple double today, Mr. J. Yeah, well, shout out to Neil James Maholland. He's not an escaped uh, criminal. He's actually <laughs> Nate the Great from Eli Ross's Lambia Cheap Shot League, who shred, who shred, shred shoulders. That's a hard one to say. He she said, Schroeder's, yeah. Jared <laughs> Schroeder's stat line and said, just said, look at this man's stat line. And, uh, <laughs> and I tell you what, it was very exciting, apart from the field goal percentage. Um, and I, I replied on the on the Facebook post, look crazy good, looks like a triple-double threat. His shooting today was a bit rough, though, unlike last season in OKC, when he was incredible from the field and the foul line, way above his career averages on those. I just wonder how it shakes out this season. If he hits last season's percentages while filling all those other boxes, he's a top 30 guy, top 35. Yeah, very true. Could have easily have had 2012 and 8 today. Yeah, I mean, that's that's third-round value. And THT was a bit quiet today, mate. He, uh, you know, at least he's a part of the rotation, which was, you know, a question that everyone had. Played almost 11 minutes, got six points, one rebound, one steal, two from two from the floor, didn't try one from deep, and got to the foul line and shot two from two. THT, do you think you can drop someone and shoot? Dream him? Do you think you should go and pick him up? What's his fantasy value kind of look like, Mr. J? Oh, I, I think you misunderstood my note on that. It's the other way around. Drop him. Drop him like a stone in the ocean. If you wasted a pick on THT, look, maybe you can wait one more, but uh, he's not going to have fantasy value this season. There you go. And, of course, we will go and check out the Clippers Paul George was the man of the day for the Clippers. Let me get the box score up. Uh, 35 minutes for PG-13, 33 points, six rebounds, three assists, one steal, 13 from 18 from the floor, five from eight from deep, and two from two from the foul line. Woo! PG-13 is back, baby. I took him in three drafts in the last 72 hours, and all I can say is, yeah! <laughs> And uh, Kawhi Leonard, of course, 34 minutes on the dot today. You don't see that very often. 26 points, two rebounds, three assists, two steals to go with that. 10 from 26 from the floor. So he shot a ton. One from eight from deep. So he shot a ton and missed from deep. And then five from five from the line. Kawhi, thoughts? Yeah, just the same as LBJ and AD and probably, and to a lesser extent PG. We just need to see what the minutes are like in games where he's not playing against real top teams and what happens when they blow people away, which they will do, um, how his minutes and, and his rest and stuff goes. But, you know, he's a, he's a first-round guy. And this next guy I want to mention, I, I really want to put this like a deep voice on that goes, Zubaj! Almost clipped out then. The, the, that's what I feel like doing. It's just... 
Crazy. Uh, played 26 minutes. Seemed like the uh, new coach likes him a little more than the old one. Uh, he got 26 minutes, 11 points, six rebounds, one assist, one steal, one block. Shot four from five from the floor. Didn't try one from deep and three from four from the foul line. Zubac. Yeah, well, you'd hope he could push those rebounds up a bit closer to maybe 10. If Abaka got six, Batum got six. Uh, they pinched a few rebounds from him. But, uh, yeah, if he's getting those those kind of minutes, 26 minutes a night, then he's very interesting, very interesting as a late-round guy. And if you've got him, you don't well. If you haven't, go and have a look on your waiver wire and see if he's there because he's, he's worth hanging on to for a bit. Serge had 20 minutes and he had 26 today. It'd be interesting to see how that shakes out um, in other games too because he had more minutes than Nabaka. And we will run over a couple of other ones. Pat Beverly, 22 minutes, 10 points, six rebounds, three assists, four from nine from the floor, two from five from deep. Uh, Luke Kennard, he also had a bit of time on the floor, 21 minutes, four points, two rebounds, two assists, two steals. Nice. It fills up most of them except for the blocked shots, but we don't expect that from Luke Kennard. Two from six from the floor. Oh, from three from deep, though. So he wasn't knocking them down. And everyone's favorite six man, Lou Will, he got almost 26 minutes, 11 points, two rebounds, three assists, four from nine from the floor, two from four from deep, and only one from three from the foul line. They're only going to be streamers, aren't they, Mr. J? Mate, that was a big, very dulcet tones build up to just saying these three are, are worthless. <laughs> <laughs> and they probably pretty much are. I, I streamed Pat Bev in a few leagues this week in weekly streaming, in weekly leagues, where, which streaming, by the way, for people who don't know, and there's a few people maybe new to fantasy basketball or relatively new to Cats leagues and listening. Streaming is where you have guys at the bottom of your roster who are not valuable enough that you absolutely have to keep them. So you drop them to the waiver wire and replace them with somebody else. But, you know, if you do that on a regular basis, you can stream in, you know, two or three people every week. In weekly leagues, you look at how which guys have the most games in that week and you stream them in. So I streamed him in to get three games from Pat Bev. And, you know, I'm going to get better value from him than maybe two games of even Tyler Hero, depending on what categories I'm going for. But overall, those three guys, Pat Bev, Kennard and Lou Will, they'll be off and on waiver wire all season. Lou will be more because people love him for his chicken wing, you know, um, goodness and all his six man. He can light it up, but they're going to be very frustrating. The only four guys on the Clippers who are worth owning are PG, Kawhi, uh, Abaka, and maybe Zubats. The others are all, those three are just going to be streamers. And speaking of Ibarca, 20 minutes, 15.6 rebounds, one block, five from seven from the floor, two from three from deep and three from five from the foul line. He's definitely the fourth guy. Uh, a 12-team hold value. Bit decent today, Mr. J? Yeah, he's he's the third guy and he does have value, more than a, probably more than Zubats because he hits those threes. So a full slate of games tomorrow. Hawks and my Bulls, the Hornets, Cavs. There's a ton of games. We will go through them tomorrow. But before we do, a couple of streamers you want to talk about, Mr. J? I'll just throw a few at you before um, my time is up here. I'll go Charlotte, Miles Bridges is only 50% owned on Yahoo. Terry Rozier, 66% owned. He might be on your waiver wire. Have a look. PJ Washington, if you're in a league with people with no brain, he's only 71% owned. 
Someone who will be available in most leagues on the Cavs is uh, Darius Garland, 38%. If you're not afraid of his uh, shooting percentages, let's see what happens to him. Isaac Okoro is available in 82% of leagues. For New York Knicks, uh, Alfred Payton is available in 50% of leagues. He is probably the best assists streamer out there. Uh, for Miami, Goran Dragic and Terry Ross is available in 61% of leagues. Now, remember, tomorrow there's 10 games. So if you're in daily leagues, you're only streaming these guys if you've got injuries amongst your main guys or you're not happy with their matchups or whatever because it's not a low game day. So there's not you're not needing to stream people to fill up. But some of these guys might be better than some of the stuff that you drafted. All right. Thanks for joining me, Mr. J. You're out of here and I'm out of here. Uh, look, Mr. J, you're away tomorrow, aren't you? I am away. So, yeah, have fun, mate. Knock yourself out. Massive ga- slate of games. Joining me, Hoopball's Adam King. We just got the confirmation, so he will be joining us. Another All Aussie show. We look forward to that one. So, everyone, uh, thanks for tuning in. That is the box score breakdown. I'm super excited. The games are underway. I'm Scotty. You can find me on Twitter at the Harlander 23 My co-host, Mr. J. You can find him on Twitter at Mr. Jolly of Sydney. Whole ton of games tomorrow. Look forward to it. Peace out. Peace out. Keep rocking. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.